Hi, Aaron O'Toole. Welcome to the Blue Skies podcast. And I'm very lucky I have a friend and colleague here to join me today, Senator Linda Frum. Welcome. Hi, Aaron. Thank you. This is fun. I'm happy to be here. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation. And of course, we go back even before politics. Mm-hmm. Um, Argos. 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 <laughs> and we, uh, we saw an amazing Grey Cup here in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, and I've admired your work on the Hill on a whole range of subjects. And today we're going to talk about transparency and Canadians have have followed stories about Russian influence on elections in the U.S. and a range of things, but they should really know that this has been an issue that's that's out there for Canada, but no one's really been talking about until you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, And despite running on uh, open and transparent and sunny ways, the Trudeau government's done anything else. But, you know, remember their fourth bill, C4 was undoing the requirements for unions to have to uh, be transparent where they spent money on political campaigns. So they did that in January, a few months after being elected. We'll never know how much the public sector union, PSAC, spent on the veteran affair file, for example. Uh, Even before that, one of their first moves, uh, they removed financial transparency for First Nations. So transparency is going out the window with the Liberals. And there's a lot of questions on, is foreign money coming into Canada to influence politics. And that led to your bill, S-239. Why don't you tell us why you, you brought that important bill forward? Sure. And I, and I want to be clear that while I did bring it forward in the Senate, there actually are a number of people working on this file and trying to bring uh, the issue to light. So I do feel that I have some very good allies in the field, like Vivian Krauss and Joan Crockett and others. Uh, but what happened was after the last election, uh, Elections Canada released an audit of the election as they are required to do. And we on the Senate Legal Committee used that opportunity to bring in the Chief Electoral Officer and the uh, Commissioner of Elections to have them discuss uh, their findings in the report. And because of the work of Joan Crockett and others, one of the questions or a set of questions that I asked um, each of the gentlemen was about um, foreign funding that we suspected had had been used during the election. And like so many other Canadians, I presumed that this was obviously illegal and that if we brought this to the attention of the elections commissioner and we said we think there's evidence of foreign interference in the election or foreign money being Mm -hmm. used for election purposes, we thought uh, that would be a great aha moment and the commission would say, well, I'll get right on that and find the culprits and (laughs) charge them. What we learned instead at the Senate committee is that, yeah, they certainly believe there's foreign money coming in for election purposes, and it's legal. And if we didn't like it, we should change the law. But as far as they're concerned, nothing, nothing happened that was of interest to them. So in a nutshell, your aha moment was actually your aha. You know, this is permitted. And Elections Canada at the moment doesn't seem seized with the fact that there's foreign money um, so Vivian Krauss, Joan Crockett, you've mentioned a number of people that have been working in this area. Um, we can safely say that there were f- lots of foreign funds in Canada both before and during the 2015 election. There were lots and it was legal and even a group like Lead Now, for example, that was very active in the election, registered third party, they don't deny that 20% of their funding came from foreign sources. At one point they, they actually were proud of that because they said that the issues they were working on had a global impact. And so you needed to have a, you know, a global outreach and a global perspective and global money to fight 
these issues. So um, one of our sources of information is Lead Now itself. Um, Tides USA, if you go, not anymore, they seem to have scrubbed it, but at one point when Vivian was working on this, they did post the grants that they were giving to their, their branch plants in Canada. So you could trace the money from Tides US to Tides Canada that then went to part, uh, registered third parties that were active in the election. That whole flow, it doesn't matter if you can trace it, it's legal. So the, the next step is to put in the legislative um, uh, pieces yeah, to prevent this. To stop it. Well, what's interesting, you said we, we relied on U.S. documents. So the IRS disclosures of these U.S. foundations, these politically active PACs in the U.S., they were actually the source of saying how much uh, they gave to Canadian uh, political groups like Tides Canada and the Tides Canada Initiative Society. I understand it was... Uh, Ties USA has admitted to giving $46 million uh, to those groups. Yeah. I, again, I mean, I think that the, the self-consciousness is only starting to happen now as Canadians are becoming more aware and indeed outraged at this extreme uh, interference into our domestic politics. Yeah. Well, speaking of outrage, uh, you saw a question period yesterday where Andrew Scheer hammered Trudeau for the fact that they are giving a grant to the Dogwood Initiative for the specific purpose of hiring someone to be a professional protester to stop the Trans Mountain <laughs> Pipeline. So while Trudeau, out of one side of his mouth, says uh, this pipeline will be built, they're funding groups that in some cases are breaking the law to protest and stop it. Yeah, there's so much to unpack on that one, isn't there? Because of the whole attestation issue and the summer job program, but, but putting that aside for a second, yeah, what we... You know, here's, here's one of the questions I have is why aren't the Liberals, now that it has been exposed, how much foreign money has come into the country to influence elections, why aren't the Liberals seized with it, as you say? and Because uh, they were helped by it. That's, we, we know that yes. answer, right? And then you see this, this collusion, really, between Tides, U.S., funding Dogwood, the Liberal Party, or the Liberal government, pardon me, funding uh, Dogwood. And so you just see this convergence of, of political interest, but it's a really unholy, unhealthy, unorthodox collusion. Oh, absolutely. And the more you look into it, the the smellier it gets. Actually, the more concern, the more I've looked into it, the more you and I've talked about it. This is the seemly underbelly of politics, U.S. style politics, where some of these large packs can influence debate. Yeah. Uh, now influencing our debate, in some cases, influencing Canadians' decisions on processing our own resources even though it's Americans influencing mm -hmm. our decisions. I think Canadians should be concerned. They should be concerned. They should be asking, you know, why is why why is the US investing forty three million dollars into shutting down our oil industry? What what you know, what's the motive? What is the motive there? As they're expanding their own. This is the irony. The interesting thing is as you said, the Dogwood Initiative, that's this uh, Vancouver Island based radical group that's tried to influence provincial federal politics. They are the one hiring a protester for the Trans Mountain that Justin Trudeau is now paying for. They've been one of Tide's, Tide Canada, uh, big recipients of funds as well, right? Yeah, that's right. So my frustration right now is that I did meet with uh, the Minister of Democratic Reform to discuss this with her. I have made uh, endless number of statements uh, in the Senate chamber, on social media. I've really tried to um, engage the government on this to do the right thing. And 
you know, it, it's, it's it, clearly they have no intention of acting before the 2019 election. We're already, um, you know, it, it, we're already getting too close to the election to even have any meaningful legislative change uh, on this issue. And so, um, again, you have to ask yourself, why, you know, why did the Liberals do this? Why did they ensure that we're going to fight the 2019 election with the same rules on foreign funding that we fought the 2015 election? But your bill seems about transparency, openness, and trust in government. Uh, with all these new independent senators in the Senate, uh, are you getting support on uh, across the chamber for the bill? Let's just say I introduced the bill almost one year ago, and it's sitting, it hasn't even gone to committee yet. It's sitting at second reading, just sitting there. And yesterday I spoke to Bill C-50, which passed in the House, which is the Liberals' only piece of legislation on election reform, the only one, and it is the most shallow, empty, useless piece of nothing, because all it does is talk about how when you have political fundraisers, you have to publish people's, the people who attended, you have to publish their name 30 days later. Like, okay. Like, that, like in, in, in the face of all the challenges that we're facing towards our political sovereignty in this country, that's what this government comes up with as the mighty tool to fight it. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And you look, what, what I find funny, the stories... Uh, including this one, foreign funding, but even uh, Facebook and profiling and, and the data mining. If you poke, almost everyone involved is a liberal or a former liberal. You know, we had the uh, the Facebook government relations person here, a former liberal staffer. You had this uh, international person that, that blew the whistle, uh, whistle on, uh, on um, um, Cambridge Analytics. A Canadian former liberal staffer, lead now, board members, activists, tides, all liberals. Mm -hmm. I think that's why they don't want uh, any of this uncovered. Mm -hmm. it's, it's designed to help them. That's right. And I really would challenge Canadians to look at that list of, of, of challenges that you just um, laid out of things that really are a genuine threat to the um, safety of our democracy, like serious threats. And I challenge Canadians to ask, why has this government done nothing, like less than nothing about it? And, and, our, and our, how do they feel about that? Mm -hmm. And I really do believe it's going to take a conservative government to come in and clean this mess up and to protect our electoral system from foreign interference, from data mining, from all these malevolent forces um, that, of course, are going to want to have a say in... Um, in our in our politics in our domestic politics you know someone said like what the idea that the russians care about every country except canada i mean it's absurd we mm -hmm. know we, we see the pattern of of interference and influence same thing with the chinese and if and if we kid ourselves if we think that there aren't you know forces afoot right now um having their way trying to manipulate uh, the outcome of the next election. Absolutely. I think when we make decisions about our resources, I always say that uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, uh, these resources are Canadian resources. We all benefit. We should be making the decisions. And to know that whether it's money from uh, U.S. political action committees or Russian or elsewhere, that should really concern Canadians because it's yeah. affecting our decision-making ability. So you mentioned political action committees, and in, in our case, in Canada, we have registered third parties. And I think that that's another area where we need to look at uh, changing uh, the regulations and the laws because uh, we have this greatly uneven playing field right now, as you know very well, uh, between what political parties can raise and what they can spend and what third parties can raise and spend. And in the, in the case of third parties, they can be supercharged. They can become like the U.S. PACs that they want to. There's no limits on what they can raise and very 
very small limits on how they can spend that money. And I know I don't have to school you in this, you know this, but I don't know if, if, if the general population is really yeah. fully aware of this yet. And so in order to avoid the U.S.-style system where you get these really powerful super PACs um, that political parties have to find their voice, you mm-hmm. know, it, 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 you know, have to uh, find room to speak, uh, we need to, I, I think, cut off um, the growth of our third-party system. And I think we need to harmonize the rules between political parties and registered third parties. And that will go a long way, again, in creating fairness in our system. And what should really also concern uh, Canadians is that some of these organizations, uh, including Tides, for instance, uh, depending on their structure, uh, they take charitable uh, funds or they have charitable uh, status to receipt. Uh, They say they're operating like a charity, but within their overall corporate structure, they're doing political action, which is not allowed. Now, there were audits underway uh, under the Conservative government to make sure that the tax assistance for charities was not surreptitiously used by political parties or political groups. That appears to be happening. Well, where it gets really complicated is that, as you know, uh, charities are allowed to use up to 10% Mm -hmm. of their funds on political activity. So... Now you have a situation, if that's the regime, where someone's got to be measuring the 10%, someone's got to be qualifying and quantifying the political activity, and in theory, CRA needs to be monitoring um, you know, the, the truth of the, ratio, the 90-10 ratio of, of the charitable activity. Uh, if you, if the audits that were put into place had to do with trying to measure the compliance mm-hmm. of limiting political activity to 10%. The Liberal government called off those audits. They're not so interested in finding out if these charities are only spending 10% of their funds on political activity or 80% of their funds. I mean, that, that, was, that was the question the audits went to look at. That was the question the Liberals did not want answered. And so we're back to a situation where charities, while in theory can only spend 10% of their resources on political work, if, if you don't no, have no a compliance regime, yeah, then... Yeah. Essentially, Minister Le Boutidier last May said, we're finished doing this. So it was almost carte blanche. Yeah. Going full circle to, as I said, the Bill C-4. The Basically, one of the first things the Liberals did was end the requirement for, uh, for organized labor to be transparent on their political activities. Now, they're stopping any analysis of charity. So for... For uh, Justin Trudeau, who ran on open and transparent, they've actually had a record of trying to hide uh, the ability for Canadians to see where money's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think um, your bill's not moving at a particularly <laughs> fast pace. Even <laughs> by Senate standards. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think what you've done, Linda, is you've created a conversation on this. And I think most Canadians are now at least tuning into it. They've seen Facebook and that influence. Um, and of course, a lot of these organizations are all over the digital space. Uh, but now, especially with Andrew Shearer yesterday raising Justin Trudeau funding a paid protester to stop the pipeline he claims to support, that's through the Dogwood Initiative, funded by Tides Canada, which is funded by the U.S. So I think hopefully Canadians are getting engaged. I think they absolutely are. And, you know, I had an experience recently where I had a group of, of young Canadians who were visiting the Hill. And these were kids from all over the country, and they represented every you know shape and color of political uh, partisanship. 
And they all were supportive of my bill. I mean, I had kids who said, look, I'm a liberal supporter, but I like your bill. And I said, I'm an NDP supporter, but I like your bill. And I think that any Canadian patriot um, will tell you that, you know, that our elections belong to us Mm -hmm. and only to us. And we can duke it out between ourselves and we can disagree between ourselves and that's fair game. But what's not fair game is for foreigners to come in here and try to have an influence. I agree 100%. That's why we're doing Blue Skies on this. And I'm a believer in sunshine is the great disinfectant, right? Shine the light, be transparent. It's funny that a government that ran on sunny ways doesn't like sunshine, does it? No, it does not seem to at all. Um, so, look, is there anywhere else uh, that people can find out more on this? I know Vivian Krauss uh, writes a lot on it. Anywhere that people can go to learn more? Yeah, well, I would invite people to come to my, my website, which is lindafrom.ca, and we have all the information about the bill, and we post a lot of um, articles and things related to this. This is, this is definitely a, a very strong passion of mine, and I hope that before I leave this place, uh, we'll, have, we'll see the reform that we need to protect our electoral system. Well, listen, thanks for coming on Blue Skies, talking a bit about this bill, uh, S-239, whether it makes it over the the end zone, going back to the Argos uh, from the start, (laughs) or not, I think it's important for Canadians to find out about it, and uh, I hope people will provide their comments on this podcast. If you'd like me to cover another topic, have uh, informed guests like Linda appear, uh, let me know. This is a dialogue, but I truly appreciate you coming, and thanks for being such a, a strong advocate. Thank you. Thank you for all the great work you do. And thanks for having me here. It's it's great. Thank you. All right. That's it for Blue Skies Podcast this time. Thanks for tuning in. www.aeronotoolmp.com. Facebook, Twitter. Let me know what you think about this. Let me know what you'd like me to talk about and follow my debates and stuff in the house. I'm here to serve Aeronotool. Thanks for tuning in.